Come in, Professor Peter Lynham. Hello, how are you going? Good, good. Now, we're looking at an interesting topic today, uh, something that seems to be a bit somewhat of an unfolding situation over in the US. Um, what is it we're talking about? So we're talking about uh, the largest denomination in the United States agreeing to split apart and then not knowing how to, to, to achieve the split effectively. Okay. So this is the United Methodist Church. Is it, so the, is one, it the, the biggest church in the U.S., the United Methodist Church? It's the biggest church. denomination in okay. the U.S. Crazy. Well, okay. according to some counts anyway. All right. Southern Baptist may be a little bit of a rival for that title, actually. Mm-hmm. But and and so, well, it's certainly the biggest Protestant church, um, actually put alongside Catholics, maybe not. Um, but it, it, it's run into the classic difficult waters which so many denominations are struggling with, and that's those who believe that gay people are sinners and shouldn't be allowed to be ordained and those who do believe that they should be, mm-hmm. and that they, they can find no common ground. I mean, this, this story could be a parable for what's about to happen to other denominations in the next few years. Okay. And so the, they tried to find ways around it. They tried to enforce. They had an existing rule which said LGBT people could not be clergy in the denomination. Mm-hmm. But every time they tried to operate that, bits of the denomination would be horrified and refuse to abide by the rules and we had you know bishops ordaining their their lesbian daughters and you know etc etc messy mm-hmm. um, so eventually in 2019 they came up with a solution that it it would just have to break apart and so a new organization began to emerge called the Global Methodist Church, although it's a U.S. church, you understand. Um, it's not the first time that Americans have used some universal term for their small part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Global Methodist Church was set up as a parallel, more conservative structure that wouldn't allow LGBT people to be ordained. Oh, that would not that would not. Okay, yes. yes. Okay. And so the the liberal ones would change the church rules and uh, remain in the United Methodist Church, mm-hmm. and the others would be allowed to move their property, so they would get their property, which has been a big issue in lots of denominations. Because mm. remember, denominations are enormous landowners. Yes. You know, they, they own massive amounts, not just of church buildings, but of lots of other things that have been given to them over the years. Okay. And um, Methodism is pretty strict in the way it operates everywhere in the world, that there's a standard property trust, and all property has to be held in a particular format um, of a trust deed, which makes it impossible for groups to split away and take the church with them. Okay, even so... If the, even if the whole church agrees. All right. Mm-hmm. So this is a was supposed to be a nice, even, equitable way to split. And then along came COVID, and the critical conference, which was supposed to ratify the deal, never, has never taken place. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're now left with bits and pieces splitting away exactly how it wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're making individual decisions. Um, and then there's, there's, you know, 
incredibly complicated struggles going on as to who controls the property or not. And what was intended to be at least a good-mannered dispute um, has turned into an unseemly wrangle. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously and there's, you know, you know, large... There's money at stake. Money yeah. at stake, large pieces of property. Um, yes, and there's also a global dimension because the United Methodist Church does have a large missionary side to it, mm-hmm. which sends or supports um, Christian community, Methodist communities in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And quite a lot of these are in Africa, where, as you know, so often tolerance of LGBT runs very, very low. Mm-hmm. And so they would quite like to break off links with the United Methodist Church and form links. And, of course, the Global Methodist Church has been set up as a structure which they could join if they wanted Mm. to as well. Well, surely the United... Wouldn't the United Methodist Church have all their power as as it stands at the moment because they're essentially the original group? Yes, absolutely. Mm. And until they can enact the procedures that they'd agreed they were going to try and enact at a general conference. Mm. Um, in fact, there's no legal basis for any property to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, what do you do if it's a group, and in fact, it's whole se- the Methodist Church in the US has bishops, which is a little might seem a little strange because it doesn't have one, any bishops here. Um, and so bishops and their regions are sometimes making decisions as groups. And so they're not going to kick anybody out of their church, even if they don't own it. Mm-hmm. So what we've got is is general chaos. And what I wonder, and this is what makes the topic interesting, um, kind of in general, is whether, in fact, this is a picture of the future of Protestant religion anyway, that Protestants have all these structures and all these organizations and all these properties, but they've also got kind of the principle that you do what you believe is right. Mm -hmm. Well, I wonder whether religious organizations can survive anywhere under these structures. Yes. Well, I I mean, surely if they're, I mean, if in the meantime they're stuck under the, the same roof, wouldn't that be the best uh, position for them to come to some sort of compromise? Yes, but of course, the, the longer it's postponed, the more people are, are going to want to relitigate the proposed solution. Yes. And see, that's part of the problem, that um, when do you get a solution that's workable? Mm-hmm. And, of course, also the longer the, the, sort of the lines are drawn the deeper those lines become, which makes it very hard to step back and to try to be amicable with each other. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in some ways, I think in the contemporary world, people are much less interested in organisations anyway. Mm -hmm. And so beyond the local congregation, um, there's not a lot going for these big expensive structures with their huge accounting bills and, you know, the, their rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. The, 
that it means that quite a lot of people are alienated from the structures. Mm-hmm. And see, what's happening in, in Methodism in the U.S. has already happened to the Episcopal Church in the U.S. where there's been lots of big wrangles over property, which generally have stayed in the Episcopal Church. And now looks like it's happening in the U.K. Um, with groups seceding from the position that the UK bishops have taken about gay marriages, where they've decided that they will bless them but not marry them, mm. leaving everybody unhappy, of course. Um, and and now the Africans are all saying they're going to expel the Archbishop of Canterbury from being head of the church. Somehow I don't think Catholicism will quite get this far, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you kind of can't have a Catholic without a Pope. Yes. Um, but in Protestantism, maybe the whole idea of the denomination is going to become surplus to requirements. Mm. And that's an interesting thought. Yes. Oh, uh, Peter Lynham, I guess, I mean, sound, it sounds like a sticky situation ahead for these guys over the, the coming wee while. And, yeah I, uh, yeah, I just can't imagine it's going to sort itself out, really. Nope, nope. I'll keep you posted if it gets interesting. All right. Hey, Peter, thank you very much for your contribution this afternoon. We'll look forward to speaking with you next week. You're welcome. See you. Bye.